Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune A good ride in the winter is something you quietly put adjacent to your heart. An unspoken victory filed away for times of weakness and need, to be pulled out when you require a reminder of what you are capable of. Blue Highway here at the Yarrabug Radio Show here at 3CR. Many thanks to Democ- Amy Goodman and Democracy Now! And don't forget, you're listening to Radical Radio. Show this morning, there's just um, a show this morning. We're going to be talking a little bit of a good in-depth look at the upfield train line, the upfield corridor, transport corridor, in as many ways as we can look at it. And John Englard's been on the show before. Good morning, John. Good morning back again. Good morning. It's good to be back on. And a bit of a shout-out to Faith, who's sitting at home waiting for something. We'll miss you, Faith, and we'll get through the show, and it'll be good. So that, um, I am a little bit, uh, tell you that lovely quote from the morning, lovely quote at the top of the show, was from... um, Tom Babin, uh, a book called The Joy, Pain and Numbness of Winter Cycling. <laughs> I don't, and I think in Northern Hemisphere, um, uh, Tom, so are there real winters, not like these lovely warmish sort of mornings we had this morning. John, you put on the long finger gloves yet this year? Uh, no, I haven't, and I'm still in my shorts. I saw that, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Son, one of the boys at work once said to me, he said, you told me that, you know, you're going to wear shorts till the end of May. What are you still wearing them in June for? I said, well, you know, if the weather happens, this is what it happens. <laughs> uh, 
John, why don't we just get started on share a couple of bike moments? You've got a bike moment to share with us? I know this can sometimes put people on the spot a bit. I've got a couple of bike moments. The first is uh, coming in here this morning along the Merry Creek Trail uh, with the mist still rising from the creek. It was quite cold in the riding along beside the creek, but it had that visual enjoyment. Um, and the other moment was yesterday, cycling along the Western Ring Road uh, path, just um, beside the M80 Road, but um, next to the Northern Memorial Park. Oh, and yeah. there were the kangaroo mob grazing beside Campbellfield Creek. So there's about 18 kangaroos um, in that area, and I often just go up and look out for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a pretty magic bike moment, I've got to say. It is, and they're probably the last kangaroos in Moorland. Yeah. Uh, the last mob of kangaroos in Moorland. So it's good to see that we've still got kangaroos in yeah. that um, inner urban municipality. Yeah. Uh, my bike moment pales in comparison to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had one of those things. I'm, I'm, sometimes we've got to talk about technical things, I suppose. I've had one of those flat tyres that mm. keep getting a flat tyre, pulling the tube out, not yeah. being able to find a hole, checking the valve, putting it back in again. Somebody else did it for me the other day and still the next morning it's flat again. I've been there. <laughs> That's four times I've I've pulled this off and tried to fix it, and I just I'm lost. I know there's something there, but I just can't find it. Mm-hmm. I just can't find it. Anyway, and when that happens, you always got one in reserve, so you just go out the back and select the other red bike, and off you go. <laughs> we should um, I should. Um, touch on a couple of things first when we do a couple of uh, i'll just do one news item actually that's it'll be a nice lead up into the rest of the show western australia are now considering dropping all the speed limits by 10 percent and that mm. is so i'm not sure whether they're going as low as 30 in some um, urban um, areas but uh, 110 on the freeways will come back to 100 and there, the figures that I looked at and the projections of death and injuries that could be saved just by lowering the um, speed limits is quite staggering when they come out. Mm. Is Moreland, I know Yarra has sort of led the path in this in Melbourne City Councils, but Moreland's not far behind, is it? Have they trialled it yet? Yes, in the Moreland Integrated Transport transport strategy there was um put forward that uh two small local areas would trial 30 kilometer speed zones yeah um so uh, they're looking to reduce uh the speed limits but um it'll be a slow process and progressive and they'll do it as appropriate so for residential local streets we'll get the lower Lower yep. speed zones, probably first in Brunswick. Yeah. Um, and they'll see, assess how it goes yep. before they roll it out further. Because I think the first one that Yarra did is adjacent to some of those areas up there, isn't it? The That small block they started, and now they've made the other block on the other side of Alexander Parade. Yes. 30 k's as well. And the other thing which Moreland Council is just starting to consider is uh, more... Um, 
road closures, but with permeable areas for cyclists. Yep. Um, to stop some of the rat running that happens in these streets and yep. to create good cycling corridors similar to Canning Street. Yeah. Uh, so Moreland Council is just starting that process as well. And they they take a long time to gestate these programs. We've, I mean, everybody's been screaming about speed limits for a long time and now we're starting to get the results. Yes, yes, it it takes usually you know a few years for some of these changes to come into effect um and then to be you know uh scaled up yeah and i mean i'm looking at that thing from western australia i can imagine there'll be a pretty big backlash against it as with all these things yes yes some people won't like it at all john um some people won't like it um but it's a Part of this is moving to sustainable transport and climate change is driving some of this. We need to be reducing our transport emissions as much as um, we're also reducing our energy emissions. So we need to be using public transport, walking, cycling. We need to improve the public transport. Um, So... Yeah, <laughs> and these um, sometimes I think we all get a little bit upset about how slow it can be and how stark the evidence is. I mean, I'm going to bring up air quality, and big cities become carbon sinks, become heat sinks, become trapped in their own void of bad air. And part of the way of doing that is cutting out that you know those individual transport methods. Yes, cities have to be solutions for climate change. And part of that is resolving the um, transport issues, how we get around cities. So yeah. we have to do it in a sustainable, more sustainable way. Yeah. And we can't spend as much energy as we are now. Anyway, um, we'll be right back after this. And if you've made a donation to 3CR, the Radiothon, uh, as a pledge, make sure that you now pay it, which would be great. And if you haven't, given a donation yet you're not too slow to do it we'll be back after this wondering how you pay your donation to the 3cr radiothon well you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 0394198377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. You're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here at Radical Radio 3CR. And we at at, uh, the Yarrabug have got a long list of people I need to thank, so I'll do half of them now and half of them later in the show. We've had a uh, very good radio show, uh, Yarrabug. So, Adrian Savio, thank you very much. Gavin Anderson, nice Gavin. Gavin donates every year. 
Dana Andrusi, thank you very much. The Freestyle Cyclist, there we go. Thank you for the Freestyle Cyclist. We've had a lovely donation from them. Owen Bentley, thank you very much, Owen, from Cows. David Bergman from Footscray, thank you very much. Jenica Brook, which we thanked, I think, on the um, show. Kaz Clark, thank you very much. Charlie Farron, thank you very much. Juliet Fox, thank you very much. Steve Gardner, thank you very much. Michael Hands, thank you. And Cecily, Cecily, Cecily Hunter, thank you very much. And Claire Nagel, Nano Nagel, thank you very much. We've had a wonderful show, Radiothon, so that's been good and very happy, and it was a good show with Chris and Steve last week. Now, back onto a serious topic. A lot of us might remember back into the 90s, that's 1990s, there was a movement at some stage to close down the upfield rail corridor. Things have changed since then, John. Yes, uh, so the community actually um, won the proposals to turn the upfield rail line into a freeway and I think after that there was a, a proposal to turn it into a light rail line. Yep. But of course we won that campaign so we've still got our heavy rail line going to upfield station. But one of the problems is it's a single track from Gowrie Station in Faulkner up to upfield which restricts its frequency. And as well, there's no uh, bike path after Box Forest Road up to Upfield. Um, So last, uh, about um, 18 months ago, the Level Crossing Removal Authority uh, removed the Level Crossing at Camp Road in Campbellfield I was part of that consultation. I saw they had bike paths on their plans as part of that level crossing removal. But in February last year, when I cycled up to inspect, they had done no work whatsoever in implementing the cycling amenities. I would have been at that stage just happy for them to have put in a path from the Western Ring Road trail yep. up to Camp Road yep. and they had not done that and in fact access had gone backwards. They had put a fence at Camp Road so you can you yep. can ride up to that fence but then you can't can't get through. So I, after seeing that I tried making my complaints to the Level Crossing Removal Authority and I did eventually get a meeting with some of the project team but I didn't get any further in actually getting them to build the cycling infrastructure that were on the plans. So I actually started a campaign at that stage to extend the upfield bike path to upfield because we're not going to get this done unless we get people motivated and happening. So part of that campaign has morphed into getting the track duplicated. We need that because of the reliability of service on the upfield line. Whenever anything goes wrong, they terminate trains at 
Coburg Station. They call it short shunting, yep. but it means anyone living further north of Coburg Station has to wait for much the... longer, so up to 40 minutes yeah. for a service. So the people down south don't necessarily um, realise um, that there's no disruption to service, but the people up north all feel this. Yeah. And it co- has caused people to lose their jobs, to be late for work or for appointments. So it has real real-world conse- consequences yeah. for people. Yeah, and it makes a place undesirable to live in in some ways. If, yes, You know, yes. if you haven't got a, a reliable, consistent um, transport system. Yes. So we know that there's... Uh, a whole lot of urban consolidation happening in Brunswick and Coburg. So the train service is getting packed, quite packed. Yeah. But that's also happening in the suburbs further north, Coburg North, Faulkner. Yep. And we're starting to see a little bit more in Broad Meadows as well. Yep. Uh, so we really need the upfield line upgraded and we need the bike path extended all the way to Upfield, yeah. but more than this, since I started this campaign, I've got actually got involved more in looking at public transport in the northern region. So we've got new suburbs being developed at Mickleham yep. and Wallen. So we actually need to extend the upfield line yep. to Roxburgh Park, Craigieburn, and onto Wallen to service those new populations those because those people, some of those people, are currently driving down to Upfield, to Faulkner, yep. to Merlinston, to park, park and catch the train in. Yep. So it's producing congestion. Yep. So we need this pub- public transport extended to help reduce the traffic congestion. Uh, see, it's interesting that Garabin's had the same problem. You understand why they're taking parking away because people are driving from eight, seven kilometres away, parking in Darabin and then going into the city. And I imagine the same things, exactly what you were describing there. Yes. And, you know, so the part of the solution is to actually provide good public transport to the developing suburbs in the yeah. northern region. You know, they did this for the Mernda extension yep. um, just uh, um, opened last year. Yep. And it's been a big success. Yeah. So the next step is we need to bring forward the upfield line extension. At the moment, I think it's slated for the 2030s. But yeah. that's too far away. Wait. They really need to bring it forward yeah. um, to cater for the people that are living in Craigieburn, Wallen, further north. All growth suburbs. All growth suburbs. And while they're doing that, they should put in a bike path all the way further north to Wallen as well. Well, John, just go back. When the level crossing, um, what, what's the name of the body that looks after the level crossing removal? The level crossing removal project, project. I think it's called cool. now. Wasn't there a stipulation that when they did it, they had to provide the bicycle infrastructure? We have the Transport Integration Act in Victoria. So when they do major transport projects, they need to integrate the project with other transport modes, which includes improving the cycling facilities and amenities. Yeah. So they failed in that in a fairly simple level crossing removal at Camp Road. Yeah. Um, they're currently proposing to remove four level crossings in Coburg and Brunswick, so Moreland Road, Raynard Street, 
Munro Street and Bill Street. So yeah. two of those are major major yeah, yeah. roads. Yeah. And they have a lot of um traffic on those roads. Yeah. But we've also got uh, the upfield bike path, which is a major arterial cycling path yep. um, beside the railway line. And any design for level crossing removal needs to factor in that there's major active transport movement. So yeah. both pedestrians and cyclists wanting to cross over at Bell Street and Moreland Road yep. and around those station precincts. So any any design that doesn't actually consider the level of active transport movements will ultimately be a failure. Yeah. The um, when when are the are those level crossing slated for to start? Moreland Road and Bell Street. They've uh, outlined that they're likely to start construction work later this year. So they've already had their first round of consultation last year. And they've just finished in May um, another round of consultation. And last Wednesday, the Premier, um, the Minister for Major Infrastructure, Jacinta Allen, and one of the two local MPs, Lizzie Blanthorne, uh, launched this station design which was a series of five images of yep. Moreland and Coburg stations, and they went to Coburg Station to do that launch yep. um, last Wednesday. I actually um, heard about that launch, so I cycled down in the rain to Coburg Station. They hadn't even left the images up on the station platform where they'd done the launch. Yep. They hadn't moved them to the waiting room, so they breezed in, put the images up, did a little bit of media statement yeah. and then breezed, breezed out and took out their images <laughs> with them. It, I'm, I'm reminded a little bit of actually the... I, no, I shouldn't say this. You walk into a hamburger shop, you look up at the picture and you see this lovely juicy vegan burger and you go, I'll have one of those. But when you unwrap it, doesn't look anything like it. Is that just a that's a private PR stunt, virtually, irrespective virtually, of what you're doing to anybody. Really, you know, it's um, saying that you know what the people, the local residents, and the passengers that use for train service don't really matter that much. So, and I, I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't even invite the other local MP. Yeah. So. Dr. Tim Reed is yep. the Greens, Greens member, member for Brunswick, yep. and this project also covers oh, his electorate. The yep. station of Moreland is, is within his electorate, yeah. um, and they didn't invite him to that launch. So yeah. it's a simple matter of etiquette. I, I would think that you'd invite all local members yeah. for such a project, and they didn't. No. So I'm a little bit disappointed in the Labor government. It. It's not a big thing to be magnanimous no. you know, with the local MPs. Yeah. Being progressive means being consent, you know, yes. consulting with people and talking to people and accepting sometimes their frame of mind or ideas that they come up with. Yeah. It's a bit... We've turned transport policy into a political policy. 
We've got a burgeoning city growing, what, 120,000 people a year or more than that. We can't get consensus on how to build a public transport system or roads. That's right. One of the things that's really irked me about the uh, level crossing uh, removal project is they advertise the statistics for vehicle movements at these crossings. Yes. And for station entries, yes, but there's no data whatsoever given on active transport movements. Not even pedestrians. Well, pedestrians or cyclists. So, yeah. So last Tuesday, um, I couldn't find any data from the bicycle network counts for Bell Street. I actually got up early and cycled down to Coburg Station. Yep. Um, I got there a little bit late, 10 past 7. And I was there till 10 past nine, counting the number of cyclist and pedestrian movements, north, south, and east, west, yep. at that point. So there, there was actually 823 active transport uh, movements at that point over the two hours. Uh, there was um, a total of 230 cyclists and 593 pedestrians. So you've already, it's a congestion point there. And when you factor in that some of that is a north-south movement, and then you've got quite a large movement of pedestrians from west to east. East, yeah. Um, The bicycle network recommends a threshold for a separated path as 150 to 200 total users per hour. So we've got over 400 total users per per hour hour. at that, at uh, the Bell Street at Coburg Station. But it's similar at Moreland Station. Uh, Moreland uh, did a traffic survey in February. Yep. And they found there was 500 cyclist movements in a two-hour period and 300 pedestrian movements in a two-hour period. So that's, once again, 800 movements in two hours, over 400 an hour. So that's a lot of people. And when you think that, you know, if they're planning to keep the cyclists at the ground level as part of level crossing removal, you know, you're going to have 250 cyclists wanting to cross each hour at Moreland Road. Yeah. And it'll slightly less numbers at Bell Street. Yeah. So it's problematic. So what I've been proposing all along, that we need to take the commuter cyclists out of this equation and build an elevated veloway attached to the rail oh, viaduct, viaduct to start from just south of O'Hay Street. Yep. Um, to be attached to the rail viaduct beside Coburg and Moreland Station and then to go down uh, just yep. before Tinning Street. So it would be 2.3 kilometres long and you would have perhaps one ramp in the middle round about Reynard Street yeah. in which for people to access the path yeah. um, at an intermediary distance. Yeah. John, you've got your hands full. I certainly have, but the Level Crossing Removal Authority haven't pre- 
done this research or yep. haven't presented this research on active transport movement, yep. and they need to do it. Yep. You can't design such things as a new station if you don't with know so the many people no. moving about if you don't actually have that data. Yeah. So I've had to get get off my own bum and to do the data for Coburg. Yeah. And that was on the Tuesday after a long weekend as well. So yeah. it's probably less because of that and it was midwinter. So yeah. summer numbers would be even higher. higher. Yeah. Uh, John, you've, uh, you've, uh, you've liked bike, riding bicycles for a long time, John. I have. That's right. Since you the have. 1970s. There we go. And you've made a, you know, I've known you from a few things from years ago. You're still writing to this and still, you know, attacking, I mean, you know, still ad, um, advocating for big change, for change, just a, and a local change. Change doesn't come about unless you fight for it. Yeah. Um, and if to motivate others to join you. So that's what I've been doing. I listen, two years ago, I would have been happy just with a small change for the, to put in a path from the Western Ring Road Trail to Camp Road. Yeah. That would have kept me quiet, yeah. but they didn't do that. So I've joined a campaign to upgrade the upfield bike path, um, extend the upfield bike path, to upgrade the upfield line. And now, in terms of uh, a community vision for the level crossing removal in Brunswick and Coburg. John, we've got to leave it here at some stage. Thank you for coming back on the show. Um, Thanks, everybody. Um, John, you remind me there's a slogan on the front of the 3CR diary, you know, that how to make trouble and influence people. I think you're following that on. Now, next up is Jailbreak. Another big shout-out and thank you to all those people who donated to our Radiothon. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.